Um, so we are uh, a, a few weeks into our series on the human race. That's our, that's our midweek theme, and it goes along with Sunday morning. We're talking about running the race. Um, ben did a phenomenal job this Sunday. If you haven't heard his sermon, please go online and listen to it. Um, we are all running a race. Um, and, and as Ben said, you know, when it comes to the Christian race, um, hopefully his like, I felt like his opening statement um, should like make us all kind of sit there and go, wow, that's pretty heavy, is everyone will not finish this race. And, and, and we're crazy to think that just because we attend church, that's what's going to save us. Right. And we're yeah. crazy to think that we cannot be hungry spiritually. Yeah. And that's okay with Jesus. We're, we're fooling ourselves to think anything else. We're fooling ourselves to think that because we're good, that that's what God is calling us to be. Right. And he isn't. And, and that's my greatest fear as a minister. I was sharing this with somebody the other day. It's not, honestly, my biggest fear isn't the disciple who's just, life looks messy. I'm, I'm not scared for them. Because they get a handle on things most of the time. My fear is the disciple that sits here and is comfortable and feels like, man, we can just be good and attend church and, and be a member of a church and, 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 and everything's going to be great and God is going to be so happy because I stuck in there and attended. Okay, That's really my greatest, my, my greatest fear. So we're talking about running the race and then midweeks we've been talking about things that I think We've got to continue to talk about. We're talking about the human race, and we're going to hit. We're hitting issues now of racism and injustice. We're going to talk about sexuality and gender identity. We're going to talk about mental health, and we're going to talk about politics, and we're going to talk about them in real ways. We aren't going to talk about them in reactionary ways, though. Okay, that's really important yeah. because the thing about this is we've been talking about doing this since last spring. And the temptation was when everything is going crazy, we've got to get up there in front of people and then react. And here's the truth is, reaction isn't going to make racism go away. Really. It's not going to go away because you are reactionary or non-reactionary. If we aren't inquiring of God, we live in a time right now that is so complicated. I feel like I'm searching out the Bible and I'm going, this is the most complicated time I've ever lived in. I'm not that old, okay? I'm, I'm in my 40s, and I feel like this is the most complicated times. And re what I do when I react, and maybe you're like this too, when I react, it's generally how I'm feeling. It's not so much about what the will of God is, okay? And so that's why we're doing this very methodically and sometimes maybe even slowly. Like you might be going, we've got to go further, faster we've got to dig deeper and you're right but if we don't do it and inquire of the lord every step of the way guys i'm telling you i don't know i, I don't know to go fast if you feel better going faster you go faster but i'm gonna have to answer to god one day and so are you okay and the thing about it is if going faster and being reactionary makes you feel better you're going to have to figure that out on your own, okay? I'm saying we've got to go through this and talk about the hard things and inquire every step of the way. God, where do you want us to go? Amen. 
What do you want us to say? Like, I have to dig this out like crazy. All right? Because if not, I'm, my, my, I'm a reactionary person by nature. You can ask Abby. I mean, it's great. I wish I was always, like, just composed. Like, I come up, I'm like, hey, how's everything going? Let me do I wish that's how I always was. And I can tell you, man, is it's, like, it's not like I even outwardly can be all over the place. It's like inside, I can feel like at any moment, like I was sharing with somebody today, we were just talking about injustice, all right? And I said, when I think of injustice, when it's, been, when it's happened to me, I feel like I want to go and kill somebody. And he was like, whoa, whoa. You know, and I'm like, no, no, I'm being like real with you. Like, that's my natural self. Yeah. All right. Is, is right here in this church. If y'all want a fighter, you have a fighter. If you let me loose on that, I just don't feel like I would be in the will of Jesus when I did that. Okay. And, and so that's the thing. I fight this. Because I am reactionary, but I'm just saying, and I think you're feeling it too. I mean, it seems like on a daily basis, I'm thinking, what is happening to our world? Like every day, it seems like there's something and I'm going, wow, I'm glad we're talking about this. I'm glad we're not reacting. I'm glad that we're like digging this out and we're learning how to talk to one another. I love that because that's going to help us in the long run. All right. Um, but it seems like it's an everyday occurrence. And you all know what's funny is, is I know we think that the entire world sees what we see here in the southeast. It doesn't. There's injustice happening everywhere around the world. You know, and, and believe me, there's these things that happen. And again, to me, this is the reason why we're doing it. This is why, like, when we have house church midweek. It's so important to give your heart there and, and have your heart with our brothers and sisters because here's the thing is to understand the schemes of satan you, okay satan's goal isn't let me just create a chaotic world okay that sin has created a chaotic world right. satan's goal is is how can i get brothers and sisters to not love each other yeah. how can i do that how can i get brothers and sisters to not engage and talk about difficult things and you know what i love we've been able to do that Amen. i love that i like we're going to keep doing this Okay, but it's going to take all of us giving our heart to dig in. But more than anything is we've got to dig in this Bible. Okay, we've got to be able to handle it. Believe me, we have gone past the point. You've heard me say this before. If the extent of what you know of the Bible is the study series, you will not make it. We're beyond that point. Okay, it ain't about Matthew 7, 21, and it ain't about Jeremiah 29, and God will, no, 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 no. I'm talking about we have to dig our hands in to the word of God, okay? And, and, and again, here's what I want all of us to be saying constantly. I'm talking about every minute of every day is, God, use me your servant. Amen. Just tell me where to go and tell me what to say. Give me your heart. Like everywhere we are having that or what we've talked about because really tonight we've talked about we've had a few weeks of talking about racism and injustice and 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 some of you guys have shared and and, and some of you have have shared and you have tasted what that's like and then there's some of us and you're going I, I, that's not been my experience you know Jacob shared last week and he's like this is not my experience but it's so helpful it's so important for me to hear this Okay, but what I do want you to keep in mind is we've been saying a word over and over again, empathy. Okay, and why that's important is because even 
if we're waiting for all of us to have the same exact experience before we're able to empathize, we will not make it. Amen. All right? But many of you guys, some of you guys maybe haven't lived long enough, but most of you guys that have lived longer than about 25 years, you have faced something where there has been an injustice done to you. Something has happened and you've gone, why isn't that being dealt with? Why, why isn't somebody getting in trouble for this? Why is this okay? Have you ever, you know what I'm talking about there? How exasperating that is and how you feel like, am I going crazy? Like, am I losing my mind here? Because I feel like I'm seeing this and we've got to know what that feels like for us to empathize because here's the thing is, I, th I think back in my experience of injustice has to do with different things. But it has felt like I was going crazy. And there isn't anything harder in those moments than for somebody to go, Keith, I'm, I'm going to walk with you through this. But we're going to look at the word of God, too. Yeah. Because there isn't anything I want more than to just express my feelings in anger and hatred and vitriol. And I, I just want to lash out. Okay, and so if we're not understanding it, you know what we're going to become is we're just going to become like we're, we're kind of unfeeling. And then it's just like, well, you better figure out the Bible. It's like we, get, we need to have both. And if we haven't felt what that is, like that kind of injustice and that kind of, of, of anger, then it's going to be really hard to go. Listen, I, this is hard for me to share the Bible with you on this, because what I want to do is I want to saddle up with you and go out and let's just do real justice. Okay. And, and that's not what we're called to do. Jesus called every one of us to die. Okay, here's the problem with living in the first world, okay? It, is that's purely theoretical. Uh, unfortunately, some of you guys, you've never had to fight for your faith. Yeah. Dying? Man, you decide to get baptized. You go home to your parents who are disciples. There's no dying. It's like, right, this is great. Everyone's super happy with me because I chose my faith. And I'm talking about, man, <laughs> this is requiring something where we have to be fighting for faith, fighting to die to ourselves. And if in your mind you're going, I have no idea what that looks like. I just said it. Yeah. I didn't really have to die. I was a good kid in the teen ministry before. I'm going, no, 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 no. We are called to die. And if you can watch the news right now and think, God doesn't need, he needs more dead people who are going to live for him. If, if that hasn't gone into your mind yet, I don't know if you're understanding what it means to die. Yeah. All right? And we've got to, got to, we must remember that. Because like I said, if you're watching the news right now and you don't think, you know what? What this world needs is people dying to themselves and living for Jesus. All right. If that's not what's going on, man, we are so far off. If you aren't thinking about your friends, I need to help my friends die to themselves and live for Jesus. Then then let's relegate ourselves to life. Always being this way. It's a game. We're playing a game. That's it. And what it becomes just gossip. We just get online to see what's the latest gossip. But there's a lot of you guys in here, man, you had to fight for your faith. And you had to fight to die. And there were people who weren't happy with you when you died to become a disciple. Yeah. And the thing about that, if we don't pass that on, Amen. 
then, man, what we're becoming is just we're going to become just a group of people. We can talk about hard things, but I'm talking about like really transforming lives around us and really being different. Not just like pretending that we're fitting into the Christian culture. Guys, if, if, if our world, if it hasn't, I know we always say that. We don't want to be judgmental about people who say they're Christians. But I'm going, if it hasn't, if the dots haven't been connected yet, that 80% of our country is not Christian, you're living in the dark. Yeah. You are. These things don't happen in places that 80% of hundreds of millions of people don't make a major impact. Okay? And we've got to stop living in the dark and looking around going, man, we live in this great community of Christian people. And if I hear good Christian man one more time, and I'm going, like, guys, wake up. You may have good friends, but if they haven't died, guys, that's part of the problem. Like, if we're not calling them to that, like when you read Romans 6, he says, you died in baptism. Man, if that didn't happen, then we're going to become, we just have more and more people who are just good people. But they aren't dying and going, man, you want to know what? The world around us is falling apart, and we are who Jesus is calling to be in the community. All right? Not to just fit in and go, man, that's all sing kumbaya. That'll make all these problems go away. Do you think that'll happen? We could all hold hands together and walk through. That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to change it. It's going to be dying every day, me and you. Okay. I want you to turn over to Habakkuk chapter 2. Okay. I want you to look there. I want, here's the thing is, is, is if you have been wrestling with God and you are like, I'm feeling it, man. And it's like more and more every day I am feeling this. And you haven't gone to Habakkuk yet. You have not read the Bible. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It's Habakkuk. You're like, what does God say about injustice? The whole book of Habakkuk is about it. <laughs> And for us to get in there and dig it out, because here's the thing, on the other side of Habakkuk is, man, it is life, okay? It is a guy wrestling here. Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 2, okay? I want you to hear this from this prophet, okay? How long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you don't listen? I cry out to you, violence but you don't save. That's happening in our world right now. They're like, look at the violence that's happening. And and I think about this. I'm going, God, where are you? Like, why aren't you just like, just like, just going G.I. Joe on everybody? (laughs) Why isn't that happening? And and Habakkuk is, he's he's going through this. He's going, I look around at God's people even, and it is violent things happening. And you don't listen. That's what he's saying to God. He said, verse 3, why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrong? Have you ever prayed that way to God? You say, God, you don't know what I'm tired of going on Facebook and seeing injustice. God, why do you make me look at that? Why do you tolerate wrong? Right? But you see what I'm saying is, is a lot of times when we don't do that, like we've learned, like, no, I'll go like to people and say this. But my real problem is, is God. Like, what about you, God? Destruction and violence are before me. There's strife. Conflict abounds. The law is paralyzed. Justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous so that justice is perverted. My goodness, man. I mean, you want to like, welcome to America. This is it right here. 
all right? And a prophet of the Lord is going through this, and if we can't handle the word of God and go, wow, this is, this is amazing that God actually put this in his Bible, Amen. Habakkuk. Like, my Bible didn't even open Habakkuk, probably. I mean, you're thinking, and, and it should be, we should be, honestly, man, we should have been here already, okay? And then the Lord's answer, verse 5, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. Okay. Um, <laughs> what do you think God's going to do? What was his plan, do you think? You can read the next verse if you want, but what do you think God's plan was? Is God's going, what if you heard God say that right now? Say, listen, y'all asking me for justice? I'm about to do something in front of you that will amaze you about me. What was God's plan? Do you know? God said, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to raise up the Babylonians. Now, do you think it's violent right now? Oh, I'm going to raise up the Babylonians. They are violent people, and they're going to take you over. Okay, you go, Keith, are you saying that some other country is going to take over America? Please stop if you're thinking that, okay? I'm not, no, listen, <laughs> hopefully you know. I'm not that guy, okay? But what I'm saying is, is, is you're crazy to think God doesn't have a plan. And God's going, Really? You want justice? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to send an army that is going to take care of business, and you are not going to like it. Have you ever thought about that? Like, God's plans may not be what we want. God has a plan, believe me. If you think he doesn't, you're crazy. You're crazy if you think God is up, like, around everywhere, all right, in us, around us, everyone. He's going, wow, what's the big deal? What are they upset about down there? Man, why is I mean, we've got contemporary Christian music is doing awesome right now. I mean, praise Jesus that we can, you know, we can go watch Facing the Giants. Isn't that great? You could never do that on DVD before. Make you feel better about being, you know, a church member. No, he's like, this is what I'm going to do. And then so Habakkuk, he, and then God tells him, this is what's going to happen. Then Habakkuk said, I have more complaining to do verse 12 (laughs) but he says this are you not from everlasting my god my holy one we will not die oh lord you have appointed them to execute judgment oh rock you've ordained them to punish your eyes are too pure to look on evil you cannot tolerate wrong why then do you tolerate the treacherous this is probably more like our prayer time like we're getting there with god we're like you can't tolerate wrong why do you tolerate wrong you you ever have that kind of like, I'm going to get myself there faithfully, but then I'm going to like, you know, why aren't you doing more? I know you can do everything. Why aren't you doing anything? Why are you silent while the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? See, this is here where God could have given us the blueprint for what we should be doing in today's world, right? In all of God's wisdom, he could have put right here in Habakkuk chapter 2, guys, when this happens, when there's injustice and there's violence and there's, and you don't think I'm listening to you, and, and when all that's happening, hey, I'm going to give you a whole chapter in chapter 2 and just do these things, right? But he doesn't do that. He, he doesn't do that. He gives an answer. He gives an answer in Habakkuk chapter 2. He says this in verse 2, the Lord replied, write down this revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. Like, you're going to write this down and let a dude run all over the place letting people read it, okay? 
For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end, and it will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Verse 4, see, he's puffed up. His desires aren't upright, but the righteous will live by faith. Is that interesting? That's what we've been talking about, Hebrews chapter 12. The Hebrew writer of where he says, run the race, he's quoting Habakkuk. That, that should like blow your mind a little bit. I'm going, whoa, you mean the writer of Hebrews was going back and quoting out of this book where, where Habakkuk was so torn by injustice and he's pleading with God and God is going, here's what I'm going to do. All right. It's almost like God has been telling us, go back to Habakkuk. Like, read that, okay? He says, see, he, this guy's puffed up. The, the evil are puffed up. In verse 6, woe to him who piles up stolen goods and makes himself wealthy by extortion. Verse 9, woe to him who builds his realm by unjust game. Verse 12, woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and establishes a town by crime. Verse 15, woe to him who gives drink to his neighbors, pouring it from wineskins till they're drunk so he can gaze on their naked bodies. You will be filled with shame instead of glory. And he goes on. What value in verse 18, what value is an idol since a man's carved it? Or an image, for he who makes it trusts his own creation. He makes idols that can't speak. Woe to him who says to wood, come to life, or to lifeless stone, wake up. Can it give guidance? It's covered with gold and silver. There's no breath in it. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. All right? That, that may not sink and have the weight that you may want, like God launching the, the nuclear weapons from heaven, okay? But, but God is going, Here, here's the thing, and be silent in front of me. Amen. This is not a game. What we do in life is not a game to God. This isn't like it's some kind of thing, you know, where God is just like disconnected. He's like, hold on a minute. And in verse uh, 2 of chapter 3, Habakkuk said this, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. Renew them in our day. In our time, make, known, make them known in wrath. Remember mercy. Like Habakkuk knows there's something coming. Just be merciful on me when it comes. <laughs> like, like in your wrath, because I know that you have got a plan here. Then in the end, right there in verse 17, this is what Habakkuk said. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Can you think of a worse way to end this book? I'm serious, man. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> like when we do when we do the world the world's way, you know what the product is? Anger, hatred, violence, bitterness, revenge. That's how the world does things. The way God does things, Habakkuk is like, here, here's the thing. Though nothing happens good. He's like, my fig trees ain't budding. Like, there's no fruit in the fig. There's no grapes. There's no olive crop. There's no produce. I'm hungry. I don't even have sheep. I can't have like a lamb chop. I can't do, like, I can't have it. I have nothing. I will be joyful in my world? 
No. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Amen. Okay. Is there is one thing that we're called to. He says, the sovereign Lord is my strength. Have you felt strengthened by the sovereign Lord over the past few months? All right. If, if all you've done is get online and like air your junk out online, welcome to the world. Yeah. <laughs> For real. That is not the answer. This is what the world needs right now. In, in the Lord. You mean you're happy with what's happening now? No. No, 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 no. No, not at all. But you have to understand, my joy is in the Lord who I'm silent in front of. Like, believe me, if he wants to breathe right now, he could lay out the entire planet of humanity. Believe me, that's the God and his power we follow. You're crazy if you think anything else. All right? But my fear is, is what, what happens is it's easy to kind of retreat and we just become like, What's the current event of the day that we're going to be angry about? Instead of going, hold on, God, you have me here on this planet for a reason. Amen. And you're my strength. Amen. And you're my joy. And you make my feet like the feet of a deer. And if you see me run, I don't run like a deer. I run like a deer that's just been hit by a truck. Okay? I do not run fast. He says, no, 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 you do this. You enable me to go on the heights. You enable me to do things I could never do Amen. in my natural self. And this is what the church needs. It's not natural people doing things. It's supernatural people going, I'm just dying, and Jesus, I'm living for you. And I hate what I see, right? But isn't it interesting, even in the Beatitudes, he goes, I hope you're mourning. I hope you know how poor in spirit we are. I hope you're hungering more and more. My fear is disciples are becoming less hungry. Like, less hungry. Instead of like, hold on a minute, Habakkuk comes out of it, and Habakkuk is like, I don't care. You can close Publix, you can close Bilo, you can close the farm, you can close the farmer's market, you can close all those things, and I'm joyful in the Lord. All right? And I'm not hearing that so much from Christians anywhere. Wow. And I'm going, wow, are we, ca-? I mean, seriously, like, we are looking for, like, the world's way. And we forget, you want to know what? In our worst moment. Here's Jesus. You're going, well, you know, sure we're following Jesus, but Jesus never had it this hard. In Matthew 26, in verse 39, this is Jesus. You know this. He's praying, if it's possible, God, let this injustice be taken from me. The greatest injustice has ever happened on the face of the earth is men falsely accusing Jesus and killing him after they tortured him. And we're going, Jesus, how do you understand my plight? How do you understand like my heart? How do you understand all this? I'm going, really? We're calling ourselves Christians. We're the central point of what we do is the cross of Jesus. And Jesus is going, hold on a minute. You want to know what I said at that moment? Your will, not my will, be done. God, you do what you need to do right here, because I can call 12 legions. I can get my boys down here. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus is dying in a matter of hours. And he's going, okay, here's the thing is, I don't like this. 
I don't like what I'm about to see. I don't like what's about to happen to me. Can you imagine how hard these words would be? I want you to think about it in our day and age today. I want you to think about if your son or your daughter or, or somebody in your family is treated with a gross injustice. Like, like you wake up one day and you turn on the news and there's a family member on the news being murdered or beaten or something like that, okay? And at that moment in time, would you go, your will be done. Or would the first place you go would be online, social media, anger, bitterness, hatred. I'm saying, okay, that's the human way, but we're following Jesus, and we do see what he did. Amen. And we do see it's possible. Yeah. And Jesus isn't going, oh, this is just fun. Everybody should have fun when you're suffering and all of these things. He's saying, no, you want to know what? First Peter 2, he entrusted himself to who? Do you remember that? 1 Peter 2.23, he entrusted himself to who? No, to him who judges justly. That was Jesus' heart. If that isn't the Christian church's heart, okay, then, man, we are going to go off the tracks, all right? It's to go, we're going to entrust ourselves, God, because here's who you, God, you are the perfect, just judge. Amen. I will, I will die and entrust myself to you. Amen. And what he's saying, then you know what he says? He doesn't say, okay, now go home and be all timid and weak and all those kind of things. He says, no, you want to know what? Here's the thing. Go and make disciples. That was Jesus' plan. And I don't know of a time we live in more when we, than we need to go and read Ephesians 6 and start really letting it dig in and go, hold on a minute. Our battle isn't against the flesh and the blood. Our battle isn't against all those things. But we've got, if we don't have the armor on, this is when people die. Yeah. All right? I'm talking about like Ephesians 6 is great in kids' kingdom when you have all like the neat things to put on, all that kind of stuff, except that wasn't what Paul was talking about when he wrote it. He was like, no, for real, put it on. Yeah. All right? And it's interesting. He says, buckle the belt of what? Truth. All right, put the breastplate of righteousness on, the helmet of salvation. He's like, dude, gear up, because here's what Jesus is saying. Lord, let your will be done. Go make disciples. And I, don't, I haven't heard that as much from Christians in the world lately. It's been more about like, oh, what are we going to do about that? And I'm going, hold on a minute. Jesus needs more dead people. That die and Live for him. That die in baptism. Amen. Like that's what's needed right now. And, and I wonder if we need kind of a wake-up call. And go, hold, hold on a minute. Maybe instead of like all trying to figure out like how we're going to fix all of the world's problems with like whatever thing, we just go, hold on a minute, Jesus. Okay, so Jesus, what you're telling me is live by faith, entrust to you who judges justly, and go make disciples. <laughs> and by the way, while you're doing it, love your brother. Because that's how the world's going to know. Because when everything's going crazy, the church has to be known for that. Okay? Is that, that's as simple as it gets right here. Can you do that? Can we do that, do you think? Like, are you, because here's the thing is, my fear is, man, if we aren't hungry, if you're, if you're up to this point, like for some of you college students, you're going, wow, yes, it's time to grow up. All right? It's not Teen Devo anymore. 
All right? It is time to grow up. And, and if that scares us, good. I hope it does. Because the world, if you haven't noticed, is perishing. Okay? And, and I don't know about you, but I don't want to see one person not make it. No one. I don't want to go and sit down somewhere that I don't talk to people. And then my heart, I don't want to have a time when my heart stops breaking for the lost. Where I'm more concerned about like the current events than like really like, I wonder how affected we are with the lostness of the world. Where, 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 where was the last time when you're just like, I, can't, I could not imagine my friend not being baptized into Christ and becoming a Christian? Okay, that, that's the wake-up call. Is that's the belt buckle of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, right? That's it. He's going, okay, get in there now, all right? And, and that's, when all is said and done, our heart, not just like to follow what he said, our heart should be like Habakkuk's heart. We have a hard talk with God. And we may be going, God, I don't know. You're not doing anything. I want you to do things faster. I want you to make life easier for me. I want you to give me a husband and a wife and kids and this. I want you to give me all these things. I want you to stop, you know, dropping things all over the floor, you know. And, and, and we may, but at the end of the time, at our time, every one of us should be able to look everyone else in the eye and go, you want to know what? I don't care if there's no figs. I don't care if there's no cows. I don't care if there's no, I don't care. Because our joy is in the Lord. And we will entrust ourselves to him who judges justly. And that should, that should make us hungry, not timid, not let's sit back and don't do anything. There isn't any group that should be like swarming at this time because we see the lostness of the world. Before we finish, I want some thoughts. What's going through your mind? What do you think? What do you think? Yeah. You say, you know, it's as simple as that. It kind of bothers me a little bit. Yeah. Honestly, because I'm like, um, it goes against what I really want to do, which is like, you know, try to fix things. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just seeing what's going on. And, you know, if that happened in front of me, would it be that simple? I don't think it would be that simple. I think it would be very complicated for me to sit there and watch somebody, you know, I, you know, I don't know what I do. You know, I really don't. Like, if somebody came up and just, like, came up in my house and just, yeah. you know, yeah. take my family away or something. Okay, like, but... That kind of thing was going on in the first century, mm, right? No. Like, no, because that's not what we're even saying. Like, we're not saying... Yeah. No, no, no. We're not saying, like, I'm going to sit here, watch TV, my family comes in, gets beaten up, killed, and I'm just like, I'm just praying. That's not what I'm talking about. Hopefully anybody in their right mind would say, if you're coming to hurt my family, I'm going to stop you. There, there isn't anything in the Bible that says not to stop people from doing violence. But we're, and we're not talking about we're going to sit back and not. I'm like, when it happens in front of you, you stop it. Okay, but there's a difference between I've got my gun in my house and I sit up at night and I'm waiting for someone to come through the door. Because <laughs> I'm going to kill you. That's different than you come into my family and take my kids. I am going to defend them. Like, there's no theology to that. You know, and it, it, isn't it, it's the simplicity is, is, Chances are the vast majority of us will never have that happen in front of us. The vast, in fact, that may never happen. And so that's why every one of us can say, you know what, though? This is simple. It just isn't what, it just is hard. It's hard. 
But, but please, I mean, don't mistake of saying like, it just go, beat up my kid. Go ahead and take him. I'm just, please, God, please don't let him steal my kid right here in front of you. And God is like, well, stop him. <laughs> you know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's some conflicting views there. I think throughout Christianity, oh. like, there's a lot of people who think that, okay, we shouldn't, you know. Uh, there's people, right, pacifism. Should you have a gun? Shouldn't you have a gun as a Christian? Should you retaliate? Shouldn't you retaliate? Right, but here's what, I'm, here's what I'm saying is, the Bible I read, no, no, I know you're not, but, but I'm with you because this is what ends up happening. We get convoluted, and here's the, here's the God I read about in the Bible, and I've read about him a lot, okay, is that the God in this Bible is not going to go, Keith, I sent a murderer to come and slay your family, and you didn't let him have his way. There's no way in a million years it's not in there, Okay. And to go, hold on a minute, God, I, I, I stepped in the way, I, I subdued him, I took the knife from his hand, I didn't hurt him, I didn't hit him, I, didn't, I just stopped him. And, and, and so much of it goes to how we view God. as this idea of, okay, God, this is a theological problem, I know you're doing this right now, and you want to know what I'm going to do, and what's my stance on gun control, and what's my, all that kind of stuff, instead of going, oh, I love my family, and I don't want them to get hurt, and I'm just going to stop it. Okay, so you're right, there is all of these theological kind of hoops we're jumping through. But that's different, like in the moment kind of thing if somebody breaks into your house. I'm just saying, if, if somebody breaks into your house and you're going, I'm going to tie you up in my closet and I'm going to torture you for the next 30 days, okay, because don't mess with my family. That's not righteous, <laughs> okay? Disarming them, calling the police, getting your family out of the house. Dude, that is righteous, you know. But 99.999% of us will never face that scenario. And if we do, I'm going to tell you, Ryan, if you disarm somebody that's beating up your wife, you're going to have this whole group of people going, you can't say that dude's not righteous. For real. You know, so it is, we do make it complicated. You're right. Yeah. You're exactly right. You know. I think for, I don't know, I've been trying to work through all of this. I think, you know, since, especially since we started studying it, and doing it as a church and studying it out a lot in the Bible and everything. But I think the thing for me that I have a question about is, when you think about injustice in general, like when I lived in San Diego, the foster care system was horrific, right? Kids and the and and so there was this injustice for these orphans mm-hmm. who weren't going, weren't graduating high school, weren't going to college, like and, and yeah. so they did something. Yeah. Anyway, I, I I guess my point, my thought or question is, yeah. I feel like for some reason. The race thing, though, is divisive in the church compared to other injustices that you're like, well, if I was going to fight for the foster care system to get better, no one would have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean fight, like, hmm. you know, obviously beat someone, but I mean, like, do something about it or, or, or even post it on Facebook or whatever. And so I'm just not sure that I've got even a handle on why it I feel like the bigger issue is not it's not even the the race issue or posting things I don't it's divisiveness mm-hmm. both in the church and mm-hmm. in our world absolutely and and, and the other yeah. thing and I was talking to some of my girls too about it it was like I feel like there's like the activists who are actively trying to mm-hmm. whatever like fix this injustice yeah which again I 
I don't really see a problem with. I mean, like I said, Amen. with the, the foster yeah. or any or yeah. homelessness or whatever sure. it is, these injustices. I mean, even I was watching what the, um, you know, the big banks and all that kind of stuff. You know, all these things and injustices. Yes. People are fighting for that. That's great. We have no problem with that, is my point. But for some reason, I feel like race, like this yeah. issue, and there's there's some sort of... yeah. Like, div- there's a divisiveness with that. Maybe. I don't know if, oh, yeah. oh, what I was going to say is, so there's, like, the activists, and then there's the Christians who don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, like, let's just pray about it and, yeah. you know, and trust God with it. And, mm-hmm. and don't don't protest or stand up. And then you mm. have people who, you know, I'm just saying, yeah. why is there not, like, a middle? And why is it, I don't know. That's just, yeah. like, what I've been wrestling with a lot. Yeah. And so just feeling yeah. like, I don't want to be divisive, and I want to, exactly what you said, like, we need to trust God, like, we need to wait for God, and all, but does that mean we do nothing, like, not that we do nothing, but we wait until it, until it is yeah. my husband, you no. know, or it is, no. you know, Did you get the that. impression from reading this that the answer was to do nothing? Sort of. Yeah, and here's why, it's because it's highly emotional. Right. And, and even in your argument right there, the problem is, is like you created an extreme that you decided what the extremes were. Like you said, Christians that, that are doing this, and I'm going, well, it's, it's more than that, though. But it, that's what's charged you up. And it's that idea of going, you either do this or do that. And what I'm saying is, is like if something's being done even by an activist and the methods aren't Jesus' methods, what makes it different than the racism itself? Like in God's eyes, what makes it different? Like if, if, if I'm hating people to get the job done. Right, wrong, right. Right, and, and so that's what I'm saying is, is I, I, there's... I don't think that's... No, that's what... But, right, right and, but, and, I, and I understand, obviously, I mean, there have been terrible things, not, and I don't even want to say activists, but I'm just saying, like, for some reason, that's my, but I guess that's my point and what I have a hard time with, because I yes. feel bad having emotions. Sure. Oh, wow. Because you're like, no, you're supposed, you know, and, mm. and I'm very much like you, like that, you yeah. know, reactionary. Yeah. But um, and so, but I feel like for some reason, like I said, it's more about the divisiveness. It could be. And, it could be. I mean, it just yeah. seems that way. To yeah. Me, you know, here's here's what I'm going to tell you. In the church, in general. I don't know about in the church. I don't know everyone in the church. Like I don't. It's it's. Here's why I'm saying that. It is so easy to paint with the broad brush of of this whole thing and going, wow, I know a lot of. Christians who are like, do I don't, you know, and I know a lot of Christians who are apathetic, and and that's not okay. And here's what I here's what I'm going to say is hopefully even I love that you're sharing this, and I think we need to talk about this. Here's how I think we need to help each other though is if you decided I'm going to go and protest, I want you to do it because that's the deepest conviction of your heart, because the Holy Spirit has moved you to do that. See, that's the difference. We are, a, we are a people who are drastically deficient in being led by the Holy Spirit. And so that's why I have a hard time because I'm going, okay, I hear things all the time, but I don't hear spirit-filled people giving those things. And my thing about it is, is if that's your deepest conviction, I will be behind you 100%. Somebody else's deepest conviction might be for the injustice to, to the Mexican Mexicans in the United States, I don't know if anybody's like figured that one out yet, but like both political candidates seem to talk down if you're a Mexican. <laughs> Have you figured that out yet? Like, how would you feel if, if because of who you are, everybody thought you were just ruining America? 
You know what I'm saying? And that may be going, I'm going to Central California, and I am getting out there, and I'm going to sit, stand with those workers. I'm like, if you do it as a spirit-filled person, amen. Amen. I, every Christian should be behind. Every. But that's the, that's the thing is to be spirit-filled and spirit-led. You want to know what, man? It takes depth and time and heart and fasting and praying. It's not just that I read something and I want to go do this. And that's what I think you're feeling too, because I feel that. I think that there's all of these things being thrown out and I'm still waiting to hear about the spirit filled response. Yeah. I've been studying it out in the Bible, not like yes. it out on Facebook. Right. I meant like, yes. like how does God feel about this? What do y'all think about? Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Hopefully, even when we have these talks, here's what we do as Christians. Whether you agree or disagree with Crystal, hopefully your response is, I love that she can talk about that here. I love that that's her heart. I love it because here's the thing is, if you don't think the best of Crystal, then, then we're going to fight with each other. But you've got to go, hold on a minute. Crystal, I mean, here's, this is why we pray for each other. Because there may be something we disagree on. But if we don't think the best of each other, Amen. we're going to be so petty to one another. And we're going to go, hold on a minute. I may disagree with Crystal, but here's what I know about Crystal. Jesus is Lord of her life. And I, I, do, I do not doubt that one instant. We may disagree on something, but not that. And I'm with her 100%. So this is, we're learning in all different realms. We're going, I can even say something that maybe everybody doesn't agree with. But buddy, we have got each other's back because we think the best of one another. You might have listened to Ryan and gone, oh, I disagree with Ryan. But here's the thing is, is if you're going, I think the best of Ryan, then it devolves, right? Because what Chris was bringing up is real. It's real stuff. Okay, that we've all felt, okay? So, you know, I mean, I'm kind of being hard on her a little bit, but, but the thing about this is, you know, I can do that. She's my little sister, you know? Yeah, I mean, the, what I was going to say, I took out of what you were sharing, and I, I even read this in the book that I was reading earlier today, but it's, I think we are designed and driven to answers, and we're, we want it in a nice, you know, crisp story. Yeah. So hard. To what his right. Are. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, uh, I, I love that. Life, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I love it. A different opinion than Crystal's. Right. And and here's the thing is is, is there's tr- you're going wow I love that too. I wonder what the people thought as the Babylonians started overrunning Jerusalem. Going oh, is this what we prayed for? <laughs> and God's going that that's actually. <laughs> That's what I'm sending, right? Uh, And so it is that idea of submission, but then it's also like this, hold up a minute. Man, I'm ready to fight somebody. I just want to do it like Jesus would do it, you know? And I don't want to sit back and Jesus go one day, why didn't you say something? Like, like you're sitting back, you know? And it's like, come on, man. I mean, we don't want, so it's this wrestling. It's it's that spirit-filled, nothing is calling us to that more, I think. So I love what you guys are sharing, man. This is great. I was just trying to think. I was thinking about um, when Moses 
saw injustice in the place he lived, and he was a man who could maybe even do something about it, but he went and he took it in his own hands, and he killed a man yeah. who was hurting other people. Yeah. But even his own people, he was trying to, like, when it was, like you said earlier, when if we're not careful, when it's more of, if it's not led by God, mm-hmm. he he didn't actually help that much, and his own people didn't even understand and that he was supposedly um, standing up for, and then is it like 40 years later that God finally, yeah. his way, sends him back yeah. to not just stop injustice, but to deliver his people deliver his way, That's great. and to also safeguard a nation that his savior would like it's so much bigger than just stopping something we see even yeah. even for good in our eyes like right. and i think like what brent's saying and i think what chris saying too yeah. is, is so hard it's so hard see. yes and god does make us care and feel but we still have to figure out what that means submit it yeah and it not be my way it's right but god's way good but guys even yes. when it's like hold 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 this doesn't yeah. Going to turn out for yeah. good you hope right. for, but oh, hold. Listen to yes. me, trust me. You, I will do it, yes. not you. You know what's funny about that is Habakkuk 3. In Habakkuk 3, what Habakkuk prays about, he actually recounts the parting of the Red Sea. He actually goes back to that moment. He's like, Oh, I remember. I, now I can be faithful because I remember what you did when you rescued people. I remembered what happened. And, and that fired him up, right? That's exactly right. You know, I'm very close to hearing stories of my, what my parents went through. Mm-hmm. What I experienced in the 80s and in the 90s and then now the 2000s. And there were times when I felt, especially, I call it through the glasses of church, yeah. <laughs> feeling the world was healing and things were better. And um, to not see it that way and mm-hmm. to... Um, the hope that I had for what the world was going to look like for my daughter yeah. is kind of being stripped away and crumbling. Mm-hmm. But it's encouraging that there is a safe place to have conversations that yeah. are honest and and can foster healing. Yeah, and that's what we need. And and then also what you were talking about by um, but we have to have perspective about the simplicity of what we've been called to do. That there is a need. To, for more dead people mm-hmm. and I just thought the thing that flashed in my head was my daughter like I too often I want to stay around to see her hit her milestones I want her to see her graduate I want to see her get married I want to see yeah. her have a baby but mm-hmm. so, but I need to have more thoughts of I want to see her become a disciple yeah and, that's right and what do I need to do mm-hmm. because that's what's most important like yeah. This world's dying. Yeah. You know, I can't hope for her Mm-mm. to, like, get all the beauty, the, the things that we consider beautiful in this yeah. world, yeah. and for her to miss out on salvation, the most beautiful thing that ever existed. Like, yeah. it's yeah. just, thank you for yeah. this and the perspective, and yeah. I really appreciate Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate what India shared. Mm-hmm. That, that was on time, right mm-hmm. on time, because... I feel like um, um, what you were sharing in my handbook, 
um, in chapter two, where it says the Lord was the Lord is in His holy temple. Let all the earth be, be silent before Him. And I feel that um, many times we aren't listening. We want to air our opinions. We want to tell God what we feel, but we're not willing to listen to what He has to tell to us. Right. And taking the time to just stop and listen to God and remembering to find out what it is he wants. Mm -hmm. And the only way we can do that is not just praying to him, which is very important in our relationship with him because he wants that. But it's very important for us to really dig into our word and understand what God is saying. And and I feel that um, I'm very grateful I don't like Facebook. Say that right now, <laughs> um, because I don't hear a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that has been going on. Yeah. I don't get caught up in a lot of these discussions that have been going on, mm-hmm. and I have to admit I'm very shocked that a lot of disciples are getting caught up in these things. Mm-hmm. I am, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm very I'm very surprised about that. Mm-hmm. I do understand that we came into our relationship with Christ and into our relationship into the kingdom with our own personal feelings and personal backgrounds. And so when we came in, we can't help but have some of that still. And um, I have very strong opinions. (laughs) Right. I have very, very strong opinions because, you know, especially where it deals with race, because my father was part of the civil rights movement. Yep. Yep. You know, absolutely. He was, he was, you know, he always made jokes. He's like, "Did you see me on the on that film?" <laughs> right. You know, yeah. you know. He, he always says, like, when we went to the Washington Monument, he goes, "Man, the camera never spanned to the right." Just yeah. Never right. Spanned. But he was always a part of yeah. all of that. Right. And um, went to jail for all yeah. of that. You know, yep. and for the sit-ins yep. and things like that. But yep. anytime my father ever talked about that stuff, it was never. He never ever talked about that with hate. Yeah. Even when he yeah. made us watch Roots, yeah. it was never, yes. ever yes. about hating hey. people mm-hmm. from that. It yep. was always about understanding our history, understanding where we came from yeah. to make us more grateful wow. for yeah. all the sacrifices right. that people had made right. before us. So, And remembering that it took everybody working together yeah. to make it happen. It wasn't one race that made mm-hmm. that happen. It was so many compassionate people. That made that happen. And I think where, um, yes, it's very important to understand um, the history of our world, but it's so much more important to the understand history of the God. history of God. Oh, man, let me and tell you. The history yeah. of our, right. our, our, our righteous history. Yes. You know, absolutely. I think, I think where we can get so caught up in all of this, it, Royce and I really struggled back and forth with the whole point of us starting to talk about this. Yeah, yep. And I, I said, you know, help me. Just help me. Yeah. I said, I'm just trying to make sure I understand why. That's right. Just help me to understand why. Yep. And if I can get my hand around that and my head and my heart around that, I, I think I can be okay with all of yeah. this. Yep. I said, because I just want to make sure that we're still focused on God and that we're not allowing ourselves to get so focused on Mm-hmm. What the world focuses on, That's right. which I feel like we've been doing a really great job. By yep. the way, I feel like yeah. I feel like this has been really good. Yeah. I've been very happy. With yeah, how yeah, doing. yeah. Well, and I, but I think the thing about it is, is hopefully, like this is what I'm feeling more and more. It's like you have this pressure of like, wow, this is uh, making me angry. This is making me sad. This is making I look at the world. I look at all these things, and and on, at the same time. 
is, man, I can't wait to see my brothers and sisters. Amen. You, you know, and that's what is so important. Like our hearts have to kind of take a skip a beat and we see each other like, oh, whew, man, okay, here, there's Megan, there's Patrick, there's Van, there's, okay, whew, man, this is good because that's the glue right there. And, and that's, that's what's so important. And I have loved, I've loved Ian's class. I've loved the discussion. I love the spirit behind it. And uh, Frida's exactly right is I, I keep digging in and deeper and deeper and deeper and figuring out, okay, God, what is your will? Like, I have one thing to say all the time, every day is, God, I'm your servant. What do you want me to do? Amen. That's it. I'm your servant. What do you want me to do? Now, here's the thing that I will say, just for clarification purposes, is, is, is I hope we remember, okay, is that, and I hope none of us are, and I don't think we are, is accepting any kind of like racist attitude from people around us, okay? Like if you're sitting somewhere and you hear somebody say something that's clear, you, you, you can say, as a disciple, you, I think you should say, hey, hey, hey uh, hold on a minute. I'm not okay with that, okay? And and I think sometimes we kind of even feel like, okay, I'm just going to kind of listen to it and not say anything. I'm like, gosh, no. Because look around the room, man. Our brother, these are our brothers and sisters. There are things happening. We have to go, hold on a minute. My sister, hold on a minute. Okay, I want to beat you up right now. (laughs) I want to do things to you that the Lord would not have me do to you, okay? I'm just going to tell you, don't say that. Okay, for the sake of my brother and sister, don't say that. Okay, and for the sake of my soul, <laughs> don't say that again. But guys, it's, that is completely okay and, and should be doing that. So I hope that there isn't any misunderstanding of like, oh, we should just kind of like go along when somebody says some like brainless racist joke. You know, going, hold on, uh-uh, because that's my family. Okay, so hopefully that's very clear. Let's do one more. You've had your hand up for quite a while. Oh, dang. No, he's pregnant. So. He's pregnant. He's got his own issues. But something that like, hit a nerve it was when he said, we should be feeling for the lost, you know? Mm. Like, I've thought of that, and I'm like, I read this morning. I don't know why I'm crying, but... <laughs> I've had worldly sorrow mm-hmm. for the lost, which sounds weird because I'm like, God will handle that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, other people are praying for yeah. those lost, and I haven't. And I'm like, that's not really right because I have my friends from high school who hate God and you know, I just tolerate being around them or if like they reach out to me because they want to hang out with me. But I'm like, God's going to work in your life, but I'm not going to have anything to do with that. Like that's going to be God. And I feel like that's kind of worldly because my heart's not behind it. Like that's just something that I feel like a good Christian should have that thought process. But this, I read second Corinthians today Um, about godly sorrow and it says that godly sorrows produces what eagerness uh, to clear yourself and I think yeah and it says for the longing and I don't think that I pray for the longing to see that my friends from high school will be disciples my best friend from childhood will be a disciple my parents will be a disciple right 
because so far my thought process was God will handle that some way. Like mm -hmm. I don't have to pray for that. Like I don't mm -hmm. have to get the heart behind it. I don't have yeah. the eagerness yeah. to sit and watch God work. Yeah. And for something to like have God in a sentence and say that it's worldly sorrow, it just doesn't make sense to me. But in my mind, that's worldly sorrow. Like whatever, he's going to do that. Like, yeah. and just not believe it. Right. And then actually like reading this and knowing that I've been in a worldly sorrow and not a godly sorrow, yeah. it's kind of emotional. Obviously. Absolutely. But I know that like, with every day, like we can sit up and wake up and be like, how can I serve God? How can I pray for the people around me? How can I change? And I think that it just like struck, and you only said it like at the end, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is God, this is how He talked to me today, and it's kind of like it's encouraging, but I'm kind of emotional, but it's. And like with everything that you said, it's just—it's apparent that although like oh, I don't like I feel like I don't see God working because of anything in the news and like like what Habakkuk was saying, but like just that one whole thing—it it appeared to me that I was lacking in understanding and like emotion, like you know you want empathy, and I like. I feel empathy now for the lost, and you know now I can yeah. go for it. Yeah. yeah, you know what? If you think about this, if there's something that is more encouraging in the world today than people going, "I am dying to this stinking putrid world and to my sinful self, and I'm going to live for you," there is no greater news in the world, man. I mean, there is. I am dying to all my prejudicial ways. I am dying to hate. I am dying to all. There, in our world, there is no greater news than your friends and my friends going, I'm sick and tired of this. Okay? And I'm going to be spirit-filled, too, because here's the thing is, is this not up to Keith or the Clemson Foothills Church or anybody to decide what the spirit puts on your heart? Okay? But I want us to act in how we do it. I want us to be spirit-filled. I want us to be spirit-led. I want us to be so convinced that, Keith, if you told me not to do it, I still couldn't not do it. Okay, that's what I want us to be. Okay, I don't want us to be just this uniform group that all sits there and we all agree perfectly on every single thing. Okay, but man, I want us to be spirit filled and we're calling our friends to be that way. And there's no doubt in my mind that that will change things. And then we'll fix everything. We get to go to heaven for that. Okay, so let's pray and then we'll be done. We've got